It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah. Welcome to the Stick to Sports podcast, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It's Noah. It's Adam. And we don't have Logan today, but we're going to be talking about something very near and dear to Adam's heart and just somewhat near to mine. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about a couple scandals in baseball and what we think, like, rank them against other baseball scandals, more or less. But obviously, this has become a bigger talk with the science-stealing scandal that happened, that's been happening over the past couple months and what's come out of it um, regarding the Houston Astros and their 2017, that's when they won, right? Yep. 2017 World Series um, winning team. And obviously the backlash and basically the consequences that happened after that, whether it's Alex Cora being fired from the, um, from the Red Sox or um, Carlos Beltran um, being let go from the Mets. Yep. But basically, well, obviously the first biggest scandal in ML- the MLB was the Black Sox, right? So yes. with the... The Chicago White Sox, which is pretty much said it's the most famous um, scandal in baseball history. I mean, I would agree in a sense, only because, like, this happened in the World Series. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, it is like before the Astros came on the scene, that was the first time and really the only time you had conclusive proof that a team – did something they intentionally lost but that a team tainted the world series so the white Sox got to pay they were paid off to intentionally lose games bunch of a bunch of the players ended up partaking in that not the whole team but quite a few there were accusations that shoeless joe jackson was involved uh obviously a hall of fame level talent jackson was banished from the game really they kind of shunned him after that and there was a conversation for a long, long time about the morality of that. You know, if other people on the team knew that they were doing it, whether or not Jackson knew, and what you know how they should be punished. I mean, I'm under the consensus that J- J- um, Shoes Joe knew it, knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah, I would think it would be ignorant to say that none of them knew what was going on because at least a, like a dozen of them knew, or half the team knew. So if that many of them were in on it, I find it hard to believe that guys who were around each other that often couldn't tell that at least something was up. And, you know, it, I, I find that highly suspicious. I think that they're all guilty, at least by association. I mean, and also because if you say the guilty by association part, it also, um, if you look at this, this um, past um, science healing sandal, a lot of the team said that they didn't know what was going on um, Carl, Carlos Correa came out and said something like that. I think Jose Altuve even said something like that. And you have to look and say, if you're like a major part of a team, there's no way you don't understand what's going on, especially yeah. when it comes to something as significant as that. Um, Jose Altuve was NL MVP 2017, I believe again. Um, AL, yeah. AL, sorry, my fault. Um, and they, and you obviously are one of the best hitters in the league. Your entire team's one of the best hitting teams. You can't say you did not know what was going on, especially when the, it was sign stealing. Like, you can't say that. They're not, you're not going to, um, the designated hitter is not going to try and sign steal. No, it's going to be obviously 
the big the big boys like Jose Altuve. Actually, not quite big, but still, you know? Well, I think the entire team, at the very least, knew about it. There is an argument to be made that the pitchers didn't know. It's possible I'd at least be willing to entertain the idea that the pitchers might not have known because they had no part in that. They were sitting out in the bullpen for the most part. But then again, the starters mostly are hanging out in the dugout with the rest of the position players. So guys like Justin Verlander, he really had to have known. Maybe the guys out in the bullpen didn't. They probably did, but that would be their alibi. But the entire lineup was absolutely taking part. They were participating in the sign-stealing. And you can't really argue otherwise because unlike the 1919 White Sox, we have video footage of this. We have audio and video of the Astros doing this. When Altuve gets into the box, you can hear a trash can banging in the background, right? And it happens so many times in so many different games. In fact, a guy made a website where he tracked – it's not complete – but he tracked about 45 games of the 2017 season where the trash can banging happened and where and when and what happened as a result. But it was pretty evenly distributed amongst all of the Astros hitters. And the thing is, too, when you look at – if you look at this, this sign-stealing scandal um, especially, you look at the past um, scandals, whether it be Pete Rolls, whether it be steroids, whether it be um, Black Sox incident – you don't know what's going to happen with, in terms of their future legacy. Does obviously the I think we discussed this before in a previous podcast, but the Astros World Championship has an asterisk on top of it because, and a lot of places have said that it should go to the Dodgers. Um, this thing is though, if um, when you look at Justin Verlander, when you look at Carlos Correa, when you look at Beltran, when you look at Altuve, does this hurt their legacies? Or is this something that is going to pass um, in the next couple of years? This is not something that's going to go away. Uh, despite the current events that are keeping the MLB season from starting, I, I would be willing to put money on all of the players and fans coming back with a vengeance the next time the Astros step on a baseball field. This is not something that's just going to blow over and they can put their heads down and pretend it didn't happen. And it's going to have implications down the line for a long time. Somebody like Altuve, before this broke, he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Yeah, of course. He was putting up an amazing career, probably tracking for 3,000 hits, uh, lifetime hitter over 300, so many all-star selections, a World Series ring. But now, does that really matter anymore? When he retires – whatever numbers he may have put up, how are voters going to approach that? Because we don't really know how that Astro scandal is going to age, but I do know that a lot of those sports writers at that time are, they will have been present during the sign stealing scandal. And a lot of them are probably fans of the teams that Altuve cheated out of whatever. And do you really expect them to vote for a cheater, a confirmed cheater into the hall of fame? I mean, Okay, if, okay, so let's look, we're going to move aside Jose Altuve because obviously, yes, I think he does. He should go to the, into the Hall of Fame. Um, not outside of the, outside of the, um, the sign-stealing thing. If without the sign-stealing um, scandal, obviously he would be in the Hall of Fame easy. I don't think that, I don't think that there'd be any question about it. Well, but, right now, I mean, he's tracking for it, but he's too young to say he's a lock. 
I mean, six-time All-Star, MVP, Gold Glove, three-time batting title. Yeah, but he's not even 30. I mean, he could just tank. So I, he was tracking for it is what I'll give him. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll, if he retired today, he would, he would not get in. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but if, if, it's, if this is going to bar him, do you think this science scandal scandal is bigger than the Black Sox? No, I don't, I don't even think it's bigger than the Black Sox scandal. Because you have whether or not this team, this team tried to win, like Jose, the Astros tried to win, right? But there still was a chance that the Dodgers could have. But, All right, so here, here's how I'd approach this. Okay. When the White Sox intentionally lost a World Series, the, the, the rest of the league did not get robbed. The White Sox robbed themselves of their own chances to win a World Series. The Cincinnati Reds benefited from that because they got handed a World Series ring on a silver platter because the White Sox weren't even trying. But the Reds didn't get hurt. Nobody else in the league got hurt. And the White Sox only lost those games in the World Series intentionally. They, they were playing, as far as we know, they played the regular season clean. The Astros, in, they cheated to win. They robbed every team they beat in the playoffs of the opportunity of potentially playing in the World Series or the opportunity of advancing farther in the playoffs. They robbed every team in the regular season of having the chance at making the playoffs that they played. There were teams that were right on the bubble that the Astros beat. There were the guys the Astros... On the bubble. That the Astros beat, huh? There, there were pitchers on the bubble that the Astros beat. I think there was, there is a pitcher. I'm gonna look it up. That is actually suing, um, the Astros right now. That's right. Um, because that, there were a lot of there were a lot of pitchers who, you know, guys journeymen or guys who were career minor leaguers trying to make their way in the league started a game against the Astros. The Astros torched them, and those guys got cut from the organization. They have a legitimate grievance. They got robbed of a career by Houston. Yeah, and to be honest, I think obviously in 1919, that was, there was a lot of, if you're talking about crime based on sports, sports crime, a lot. Baseball especially. Yeah, that was like, that was the height of the mafia. That especially was in Chicago. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that something like this would happen. I guess the Black Sox scandal was more on the integrity of for, it's basically for the fans almost, you know, like this more affected the fans than um, anybody else. Cause if I'm here watching a game that I know somebody is actually throwing, I'm not, that just takes away, not even the integrity. You talk about the integrity of baseball, but like the fun of watching the world series, it's the world series for crying out loud. Yeah. But I, I think that when you look at all of the cheating in baseball's history and like all of the dishonesty or, whatever activities they may be doing. I think by far the least offensive to me of any of that was Pete Rose's gambling. A hundred percent. I don't, I don't care. Am I wrong not to care? You aren't wrong not to care. I think that nobody, first off. So it says that he's, he's bet, he bet at least on, I think 50, 50 of their games, but he was betting on his team to win. And he was, first off, he's losing money. He was betting like $10,000, um, $10,000 a day on his team, right? To win. If you, there's, if you can find me evidence that Pete Rose bet against his team and won money because his team lost, then you could come to me about it. Well, that would be different. But that would be different. Betting on his team to win, the punishment was disproportionate, and he should be in the Hall of Fame, and he's not because of some goofy thing he did late in his career 
But it, it's not like he was intentionally trying to lose or cheating to win a game. He made a bet, something that wasn't legal at the time, but that didn't warrant a lifetime suspension, right? I think especially – first off, this man is the all-time leader in hits. Is he still the all-time leader, right? He's still the all-time leader, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I forgot – who was it? Ichiro was like uh, moved into second place or something like that? Well, he, if you like add up his hits from Japan too. But oh, okay. That makes sense. But this man is all-time leader in hits. This man, MVP, 17-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion. First off. And probably one of the is the, is the greatest red of all time, and one of the best outfielders of all time. You're going to tell me what you're while he was a manager. The fact that he's not even it's because he, of things he did while he was a manager. I don't even care what this man as a player alone should be in. I don't even care what he did as a manager. If he bet against this team, I don't even care either. Because. Well, I care. I care if he bet against his team because that might have indicated that he wasn't trying to win the game right yeah so that would be that would be suspicious but the fact that he bet on them to win every single time just means that just means that he was misguided but other than that i i don't think it's that bad i think that's probably the least offensive cheating scandal and the thing is too obviously they um they gave it it was a voluntary lifetime ban first off so it's not even like he tried to um fight this or whatever the dad report was the dad report was taken way out of proportion. This man wasn't denying or admitting the charges. He could have. They said he could apply for reinstatement after one year. They 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 didn't um, take him off that list. And not only that, I don't understand why the the Hall of Fame voted to bar him from the ballot. That makes no sense whatsoever. After every everything that happened in the MLB, future and past, in terms of scandals, this man bet on a couple games. He didn't throw any games. And you're telling me you're going to ban him from being in the Hall of Fame? The 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 Hall of Fame has some very weird standards. And we we were talking about this before, but the Hall of Fame for a very long time had a thing against unanimously voting players into the Hall, regardless of whether or not all the writers thought they were deserving. And some of the writers would intentionally vote against a player because they knew that they had already had enough votes to clear the 75% threshold to get in, but they didn't want them to be unanimous. So they knew that everybody was going to vote for them. So a few people lined up and voted against the players. So they weren't unanimous. The hall has a lot of very weird traditions. Uh, If you were to ask them why they barred Pete Rose from getting in, they'd give you some very convoluted explanation of why that was, but something that has to do more with their tradition than actual logic. I mean, it's always going to be tradition with Cooperstown, but, and even I think their current, even their current um, rules, I think make no sense. Cause I think, I don't think any other um, league, whether the NBA hall of fame or the NFL hall of fame, um, you you're eligible at any point. I think, I don't think you can run, um, lose any eligibility. You're only eligible like a couple years after you, you retire, but I don't think you can lose eligibility. The whole thing about you have to get 5% of the vote to stay on the ballot for Cooperstown is just weird to me because... Uh, well, I, I, I kind of disagree with that because the NFL, I feel, puts too many people in the Hall of Fame. Like, okay. A lot of those guys in the NFL only played a few seasons that were really spectacular. I, they have shorter careers in the NFL on average because it's a more physical sport. But baseball is very protective of who gets in. 
Yeah. Like they try not to put in guys who would have been in the so-called Hall of Very Good. You know, really good players, but the Hall of Fame is reserved for the best of the best, how it should be. I, I think the NFL dilutes that a little bit. Um, do you think – well, we've always hated on um, Rob Manfred, right? Yeah. Um, if you look – if we look at Pete Rose and his, you know, journey to become reinstated, obviously, um, obviously Giamatti died when the whole Pete Rose thing happened, but Selig didn't want him to, um, didn't want him to get in. Um, but would you think Rob Manfred should have kept the ban in place when Pete Rose applied a couple years ago? I think Rob Manfred has more important issues, probably okay. first of all. Uh, not getting rid of the intentional walk. Um, not, not like the intentional walk? The robot ump. What? That's a, okay, I was going to say that because I don't know how – there's a lot of, like, um, thoughts about the intentional walk. You do not like the intentional walk, right? Well, no. I, I think that it should be re- uh, required for the pitcher to throw four straight balls for an intentional walk. That's how it used to be up until a few years ago. He, he got rid of it because it took up too much time when in reality – you play about 15 games a day, 14, 15 games a day in a baseball schedule. That was happening maybe a, a, a three times a day. Yeah. It was not taking up much time at all, a few extra seconds. And there were all sorts of different possibilities. And, you know, not to get off on a tangent, but like if you spike the ball on the ground, the guy on third runs home and scores. But if you just point at first base and the guy walks over there without you throwing the ball, it's like a cop out. I don't, yeah. I, I remember the whole, I didn't realize it had changed. I guess I need to start watching more baseball because I always remember the four straight balls um, turning into an intentional walk. I didn't yeah. really change that. That that was only within the last couple of years. And now he's doing oh, the okay. thing where he's trying to experiment with the robot umpires. I don't you know, like that. Seven inning games, shorter season. So my advice to Rob Manfred is not to, I, I think taking him, Asking him to look at Pete Rose's situation would be a bridge too far because I think if Manfred would do that, he'd probably put Pete Rose in prison given how good he is at managing disasters. But my advice for Rob Manfred is just do nothing. Just sit on your hands. If you do nothing and vegetate in your office for the rest of your term, you will accomplish more than what you're currently doing. But, okay, so this is what I always found weird about the whole Pete Rose thing. They banned him from baseball. They banned him from... Um, well, it was a voluntary ban, but whatever. They banned him from getting into the Hall of Fame or whatnot, but they still allowed him to be on the All Century team. They so got weird rules, man. they got weird rules. <laughs> don't look for any rhyme or reason in it. They got they got tradition. They got standards, and the standards don't always make sense. Okay, so now we're, let's obviously move on. Like twenty years or so, uh, I don't know. Yeah, twenty years or so, steroids. So. A lot of the best players of all time, I mean, I'm not going to say best players of all time. Barry oh, Bonds. Best players of all time. I think that's fair. Okay. You, Barry you Bonds? That? Barry, yeah, because I'm thinking, I'm like, Barry Bonds is regarded as one of the greatest of all time. Yes. Several guys were steroid users that were the best ever. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and A-Rod stand out to me. Let's start with Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds was, was great. I didn't realize he was a seven-time MVP. Oh, my goodness. You realize how good that man was? You go on Baseball Reference. Oh, my goodness. If, you're, if you guys are listening to this thing right now, go on Baseball Reference. Go look at Barry Bonds' stat sheet. You see how much black ink is on there. 
black ink is you either led the American League or the National League, and if it's in italics, you led the whole league. Half of his stats are in black ink. He he oh received MVP votes every year from 1990 to 2004. Won it half the times he was getting votes for it. And he won it four straight years, the last one when he was 39 years old. Okay? Those are things that will never be replicated. That is – oh, my – there's so much italic and fucking – There was a year in 2004, they intentionally walked Barry Bonds 120 times in 147 games. That is the all-time record by double – and the second person on the leaderboard is Barry Bonds with half that number. This man hit 28 home runs in his 42-year-old season. He played he 22 had, years. Oh, my goodness. Right, and look how many intentional walks and walks he had that year. He was barely even batting. The thing with Barry Bonds is, I read into this because I wasn't watching baseball uh, at the time he retired. That was 2008. But in the 2007 offseason, Barry Bonds, who was at that point in his mid-40s, was trying to sign with teams. Uh, He had a legitimate shot at 800 home runs. And no one wanted him because even at that point, 12 years ago, teams were wary of him because the steroid era was already starting to wrap up. And those people were going from heroes to villains already by then. So his story kind of turned on him in real time. The steroids are what gave his career like a second wind. He was good before he turned to him. What Wait. gave his career a second wind, but also what ended his career? Okay, first off, I know we live in a time of like Cody Bellinger and Aaron Judge or whatnot, but has anyone, like, and forgive me for saying, like, I don't know, again, I don't know that much baseball when it comes to records. Has anyone beaten his home run record? Because I'm looking at 2001, 73. No, no one has beaten that. Uh, I, I think it is correct not to regard that as the legitimate record. I, I think the legitimate record is uh, Hank Aaron. But uh, Hank, yeah. But uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron's got the most home runs ever. Uh, again, yeah. I, I would recognize Hank Aaron as having the most home runs ever because Bonds was tainted. Uh, yeah. Bonds is technically the leader, but I would say Aaron had the most. But the most home runs in a single season, I'm still giving to Roger Maris because all the people that passed him. Uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds all did uh, steroids habitually. And okay, so my because I think I also said this a while ago too. Steroids are great and all, and you can hit the ball pretty fast and pretty far, but you still have to hit the ball, right? You do, but the the thing is that when you have extra strength, you do have to hit the ball, but when you hit the ball, the ball is going farther. A lot of balls that would be dying on the warning track are going out instead. That gives you a massive advantage. I I, I don't like that argument. Okay. I mean, so do you – okay, so how far into his career do you think – like, let let me try and gauge this. How far into into his career do you think Barry Bonds started using steroids? So – there was a chart I saw a while back that shows the natural progression of a superstar player, which Barry Bonds was even before the steroids yeah. it shows when, you know, you progress up the slope, what year you statistically peak and then your decline and where eventually the guys all reach retirement age around 40. 
But Barry Bonds had a very unusual thing going on where he was declining normally with the trend until he was about, I would say, 35, 36 years old. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Right there, his numbers are going down every year until suddenly he hit 73 home runs. Because <laughs> that's what I was, I was looking at the track because most of the time, if you look at any baseball player's um, statistics, especially when they're a superstar, you, you can basically see the trend upward, whether it's in hits, whether it's in home runs or whatnot. Usually I look at the home run stat. That's what caught my eye because I see – 42, 40, 37, 34, and I, I guess 49. I don't know. 34 to 49 isn't, is a huge, um, um, huge spike, but also he played like 41 more games. So yeah. I understand that. But 73 is, is different. Yes. And so... I, I would say that all four of those, uh, those four in a row MVPs right there, that ring late in his career, yeah. all of those are tainted. And all of those, I would say those are his four best seasons. So every, I would say everything from, let's say, 35 on. So the last eight years of his career were tainted by steroids. I don't know about before then, but you can tell it's pretty darn obvious. He spiked up to a new peak late that, in his career. Because that's, um, that's so – that's such a spike in everything. Yeah. Like literally every single, every single category – but I think that he was – the thing is, he didn't even need the steroids. He, he wasn't a Hall of Famer without them. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't need them. Uh, somebody like Sammy Sosa might have. Sammy Sosa wasn't uh, an all-time great. Well, a good way to judge that is the wins above replacement. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good measure of value. Uh, Sammy Sosa had a career wins above replacement of, I think, about 58. Yeah, 58 is borderline Hall of Fame. It's good. It's not incredible. Barry Bonds has a career wins above replacement of 162. That's amazing. That's the highest ever by a lot. I mean, uh, he, and the thing was that before, see, we got all these great features on this website. Uh, it's such a great website. Season, he had already accumulated, by the time he was 35, he already had 103.7 wins above replacement. Okay. So I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Sammy Sosa stats and, Obviously, listeners who are into baseball probably are loving this right now. If you're not, oh well. Um, you can kind of, you can see this. You can definitely see the peak of where he's where you would think he started. Like, and I wonder if anybody has ever done this. Like, literally looked at like the trajectory of when they started use when you, you would think a player started using um, steroids. And it's definitely that 1997 into 1998 season where his home runs literally went up 30. So, yeah. and his, when he played like three less games. So, obviously, but he probably would have been a Hall of Famer because I, outside of the, um, obviously, outside of the um, steroids, I think he would have been a Hall of Famer because only because. He was a shoo-in. Of, yeah. He was a shoo-in. Other guys felt that they needed it because they weren't shoe-ins. Barry Bonds was a natural talent. You, I, I don't know if you could say that about some of these other guys. As uh, Jose Canseco said when he took it to court, uh, you know, he, he alleged that you know, three-quarters of the league were using steroids. Obviously, none of those guys had the natural talent of Barry Bonds. Exactly. And a lot of them used steroids and still sucked. That's just, that's just how it goes. It's, it doesn't work for everybody. But – 
the fact that he did the steroids, that I think that is there is a case to be made that he shouldn't make it into the Hall of Fame because of that. But next year is the last year he's eligible to make it in. He's sitting at about 60-65%. I think that the Hall is going to let him in, and the reason they've been holding off for so long is not because of his stat line, but because of what the, uh, the morality of what he did. And I think they will let him in. I think that'll be a landmark moment. They've let in a couple of guys before who have um, been alleged steroid users, guys like Jeff Bagwell got accused of using steroids. But this is going to be a landmark moment if they let Bonds in because he'll be the first straight-up steroid user that everybody knows and agrees upon that he did steroids. So The thing is, though, with this whole steroid thing, the, like looking at all this, looking at the ages they started using and stuff like that, when you look at players like Sammy Sosa or others um, like Mark McGuire or whatever who use it to make their careers better, I'm looking at, if I'm looking at Barry Bonds, I'm looking at a guy who wanted to prolong his career. Yeah. Because he started, first off, this man played 22 years in MLB. That's like... That's a lot. I understand that um, usually baseball players have a lot of um, a lot uh, like they they tend to play long careers. But you start he started using it at 32 after already a couple MVPs after a couple pretty good seasons. Yes, obviously having a 73 home run season is like just crazy, and you could tell that he was um, he was using something. But at the same time. This man just wanted to play ball. I think he did. He did. And ironically, I, I think a guy like Canseco has a good point that the steroids really revived baseball. Yeah. They I did. Think. They made it popular. The big home run race in the late 90s between McGuire and Sosa as they were chasing Maris's single season record, that got a lot of attention. People like to pretend like that never happened nowadays because it's you know, we've agreed that it's wrong and it, it didn't, you know, it was tainted. But back in the day, that was getting a lot of media attention and a lot of fans were very invested in that. But uh, I remember a couple years ago, probably like, let's say either Gary Sanchez's or Aaron Judge's rookie year, people were saying the balls were juiced, right? Well, they said that last year too. Yeah. I mean, last year, I didn't really think about it like that because I feel like last year was a decline. There was like a a bit of a decline in baseball popularity in terms of like home runs and all that, you know? Oh, they hit a bazillion home runs last year. They broke the all-time record. Really? By a lot. I, th- I think I, was, I wasn't even invested that much in last year. I think yeah. it was the year before, and especially Aaron Judges and Cody Be- Aaron Judge and Cody Bellinger had the same rookie year, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's why I think I was – that home run race was amazing to watch. Um, right, but last year the balls were juiced, and the, I mean there's enough data to support that something was wrong with the ball, but it wasn't wrong with the players, and that's like that's its own separate discussion point. That that's a moral on the league, uh, the league controls that. The rest of this is up to the players. But um, another guy I wanted to talk about, I think, is a really interesting case, is my all-time favorite player. So maybe I'm a homer here, but I want your take on this. What do you think about A. Rod and his Hall of Fame chances? Okay, so I've n- never hated A-Rod. I've, I've always loved A-Rod, right? I think I've actually – I'm one of the people who liked A-Rod over Jeter, you know? I, I certainly did. I actively disliked Jeter. <laughs> um, and for some reason, though, I don't know. I don't understand why. 
but out of all and tell me if I'm wrong here, but out of all the players that have used steroids, A Rod gets the most heat for it. He does because the thing about A Rod is that he stuck out like a sore thumb. He his steroid accusations came out after everybody else took their lumps. Like Bonds, Clemens, McGuire, Sosa, all those guys, those came at the same time. A-Rod was basically on his own. When they called A-Rod out for steroids, that was a years after the rest of them took the heat for it collectively. So everybody went after it, just him. And he said he, they said he was using it from like 01 to 04, right? I think? Yeah. yeah. So first off, this man was already, a, I think this man was already great. He was a beast. Yeah. He, was a number, he was the number one overall pick. He, he, was, was, he was a monster. He's an 18 year old. He literally debuted as an 18 year old. That's like. Yeah, he, he, was, he was trout level for a very long time. The, it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's any, any secret that um, he was great before. Like, even, I don't even, if you say 01 to 04, yeah, I see 52 home runs, 57 home runs, 47 home runs. I don't even think it did anything more to his season, though. I, I think it did. Uh, you kind of notice that there were a few anomalies in those years in Texas. You can see he led the league, both leagues, in home runs, RBI, a few other things. A was it only in Texas years. he used it? Wait, hold on. How come that's not being talked about? What was going on in Texas? In Texas, the thing with Texas is because when he signed a contract with the Rangers before the 2001 season – that was the biggest contract in sports, sports history. history. Yep, I remember that. He felt an immense pressure to perform. I, honestly, I don't blame him for feeling that. He shouldn't have turned to the steroids, but that's why that happened. In Seattle, he was clean. Yes, I could. Yeah, I definitely believe he was clean in Seattle. And yeah, he was. But uh, in Texas, he used it. The question is whether or not he used it in New York. That is up for debate. They caught him a second time. They don't know what the range of the years were for that, and it's possible that. The guy who was running the clinic that he got caught at the second time took a bribe from MLB. Basically, he, he spilled out everything he knew and then some. Not all that might have been true. But it, it gets really murky on his years in New York. But what I do know is that regardless, A-Rod is one of the top, I would say top five most physically talented baseball players ever. In history, yep. And one of the top five baseball hitters of all time. Okay, and this is also something I wanted to touch on. Do you think that the MLB, do you think that there are more players that are doing steroids that obviously probably have been caught by the MLB, but they're not going to put that out there because of how, I think already people looking at Hank, Hank, um, not Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens and all that. First off, we're going to talk about Roger Clemens because I don't understand what the steroids did, but back to what I was saying, do you think that the MLB knows more people are doing steroids or not even, let's not even talk about steroids, the science ceiling, they know it's happening, but they're not going to come out with it. They're hide- Do you think that the MLB is hiding it? Yes, I do. Do you think both the steroids and science ceiling or just one or the other? Both, but the science ceiling is worse at this point because I, yeah. if the Astros, all right, so here's the deal. The Astros got caught. There is evidence that MLB knew the Astros were doing it before Mike Fires made it public. They were content with just pretending that never happened and sweeping it under the rug. The entire league knew that the Astros were doing it long before that became public knowledge. 
We've gotten, uh, we've gotten testimonies from players on that. So if the whole league knew it, several other teams were probably doing it as well. There have been accusations thrown around. MLB just recently finished an investigation into the Red Sox. They have not announced what they found yet because they're waiting for it to blow over, or they're probably going to release that to coincide with the, you know, the season is coming back announcement. They're trying to find a way to sweep it under the rug. Right now would be the worst time ever to release the results of the Red Sox investigation, right? It'd be the only thing yeah. on sports on the sports news all day. But that is a much bigger problem because I don't think people are really using steroids as much anymore. A lot of these guys are clean, as far as I can tell. A lot of these guys are just, but yeah, a lot of these guys are just straight up. I think when it comes to athletes, I think athletes now, um, whether or not just in baseball, but more sports are more athletic. Yeah. Um, If you look at Aaron judge, this man, imagine Aaron judge on steroids, you know, like, well, he'd have to be on the field first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of course. Stanton on steroids would be something. Cody Ballinger on steroids? Yeah, Stanton. I think Stanton's got more power than anybody who ever played. Well, he yeah. just doesn't know how to use it. He's just – yeah, he's – I very, don't think he's a good hitter. He's not. He's definitely not. I don't He just throws him. his entire body at the ball and he hits it with his wrist. I really – when I tell you, I don't – I thought I did. It wasn't until he came to the Yankees that I, that I realized, like, yo, Stanton might be a little overrated. Yeah. I, I Stanton hits the ball harder than anybody ever. That's a fact. Yeah. He owns like all of the top 10 hardest hit balls in history, which is hard to believe, but true. But there is a thing now where it, the thing that gave away the steroid users back in the day were these huge inflated muscles, their gigantic heads. And you could tell when that guy got in the box, there's something wrong with this dude, right? He looks yeah. off, but there are, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to name names because these guys are still active. There are a couple of players in baseball right now that I think are shoe-ins for being steroid users. And okay, I want you to name names. What? I want you to name names. I, I might tell you later because okay. I, I, don't, I don't want anybody's agent listening to this or any potential players being, you know, getting offended. But I, here's the giveaway. You look at a player that suddenly has a massive power surge late in their career. I don't know. I say about 34 years old, again, not naming names, but they suddenly start hitting a bazillion home runs when they weren't even that good beforehand. And, and they, their career just takes off out of nowhere at a really late age. And they happen to be extremely muscular and look very similar to steroid era hitters. What's up with that? Okay. I mean, yeah, but a lot of times, what if they've just been in the gym uh, and doping tests happen regularly now though, right? I mean, there was a couple, there were a couple, I think even the ones A-Rod used were undetectable by doping tests. So yeah, they're getting smarter with that. I would, I would, if you told me that there was a steroid on the market that is undetectable, I probably would. I'd agree with that. I would be like, all right, that's believable. Well, every time these guys get caught now, that's how it happened. There was something that had previously been undetectable that they developed some way to detect it. But there are a couple guys in the league not, I don't think there are many, but there are a couple. A lot of the guys that they've caught recently are not big fish. They're random prospects who were not going to make the majors that got caught using steroids. It, really, the last time they caught a big-name player using steroids, like a really big name, was probably A-Rod. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, since then, I think the worst offense has been uh, Starling Marte. I remember when that happened. That was yeah, like, it, it hasn't it hasn't been like a you know like a huge what was that superstar. like? 
That was only a little bit ago, right? Ah, uh, it was like two or three years ago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but like uh, he's good, but he's not like a he's not Hall of Fame talent. Okay, but like you're looking. I'm thinking this. Does it take away from the experience? If if it ever came out that Derek Jeter used steroids, it would destroy his legacy. I think, of course. right? And not even just because he's mo- one of the most recognizable names, not even just in baseball, but in like in sports, you know, especially New York sports. Um, if it came out that Mike Trout was using steroids, which I don't think he is. If, if it came out that Mike Trout was using steroids, that would, that would ruin the league. I, you think so? Yeah, he has been promoted as the golden boy. I'd like to believe that he is. But if it needs some wins behind his name, but he is like the purest baseball player. He's just about baseball. Like he's trying to be this marketable superstar. I think the only commercial I saw him saw him show up in that wasn't sponsored by MLB was for like a frozen waffle brand. Hmm. I've only seen doing huge deals. He's I've I he's one of the people that's just there to play ball. You feel he's literally just there to play. I a hundred percent believe that. I don't think that's an act. So, like, if it ever came out that he was using steroids, it would be disaster. That would be, be a disaster. Yeah, he is baseball. So, and, I mean, obviously, it would be, it would be great if he was um, part of a more marketable, um, marketable franchise. But also, I think it works in his favor that he's not in a marketable franchise. Well, I, I wish he would make himself more, you know, put himself out there a bit more. I, I don't like his thing where he's like, you know, we just need to be playing ball and stuff. He needs to understand at the same time that part of the reason baseball is not as popular as it could be is due to him. He has yeah. an immense amount of talent. He's one of the most talented players to ever play baseball. And he's not out there a bit more. I'm not asking him to, you know, to go on like a LeBron-like promotion run. But if he put himself out there a bit more, you know the stars of football. You know the stars of basketball baseball is just as popular as basketball when it gets down to the raw numbers yet you can't most people can't name that that player that sticks out to them as being baseball i think right now and i'm not even trying to be biased or not i think right now the most um recognizable player in baseball is i think it's a mix between bryce hopper and aaron judge right which is funny because neither one of them are i would say even in the top three best hitters in the league. Exactly. Aaron Judge can't be on the field enough to be. Right. Because Bryce Harper's that, that dude, he's Harper. He got, and he's also, he's also very out there on social media and he's always out there on every time he's in the media. Like, and judge is the New York guy, but judge doesn't have the stat line to back up his stardom. Exactly. He just doesn't. He's played one full season. That is, uh, that makes me so mad. Every time. Right, he's played, he's played a total of three things that can be considered years, but two of them were cut short, and this one's going to get cut short too. So next year, six years in, he'll have played one year. So, you know. I can I, guarantee you a lot. I could ask anybody who I say would say, like, oh, they're a, great, a big sports fan. A lot of people wouldn't. If I showed them a picture of Mike Trout, would not know who that was. Right, exactly. They Also, they'd be like, what do you mean Mike Trout's on a 12-year, $426 million contract? One of the biggest contracts in sports, and you don't even I – th- I have to do I, the numbers on it. I but think that might be the biggest ever. I, yeah, I, have, I think it is. I and think so. they wouldn't know who it was. No, so, they wouldn't. 
I think that's a problem. For it's a huge problem. Especially for um, for baseball. And I, I don't know if the, they always they, – MLB, I always see, d- does a lot of stuff in terms of promotion and tries to get it. Like, they have the MLB, the like sort of like how the NFL has play 60. They have that, which they only ever, like, really promote during, like, the World Series or something like yeah. that. They, just for you, if, if you got any, like, people who are predominantly football or basketball fans listening to this, just to understand how good Mike Trout is, I'm I trying would to say th- – uh, the, the way I would quantify that is that you got your – in football, you got your Aaron Rodgers types, you got your Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, all guys who are very, very good, but they're not in the conversation of the very best, right? Yeah. In basketball, you got your Kawhis, you got your – whoever like your Kevin uh, Durant, Kevin Durant, yeah. Uh even your Stephs, but they're again not in the conversation of the best ever. Mike Trout in that conversation would be probably in football he'd be Peyton Manning and in ba- and in uh basketball he'd be Bron. He be yeah, he definitely. He LeBron. He is that talented. He is in the top 1% in terms of talent baseball players ever to play baseball. He's been the most talented player in major league baseball, eight years running. How many other players have done that? Maybe three. Yeah. Right. He's that good. And he's 28. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So get used to it. (laughs) So, and the thing is, and I love how we, we're going to get back to the whole scandal thing, but you know, I think this is, this is also important when it comes to baseball. Honestly, Baseball shit isn't doesn't even promote itself enough for the scandal. I think this science only scandal has been probably the biggest story to come out of baseball in years. And that's a bad thing. It's exactly. a very bad thing that the last two huge stories to break out of baseball were the Astros stealing a World Series and A-Rod getting busted for steroids. I think when it comes to even games and stuff like that, they show the World Series games on Fox, am I correct? Yeah. Um, the last couple, I think the last World Series that I think I watched fully, like game one through game seven, was Cubs Indians. That was fantastic. I, was I'm, a, I'm not giving the Cubs enough credit. That actually uh, was a major storyline in between those two scandals. But that was a great. That was one of the greatest series. Not even just in baseball. Yeah, that, that was a national world. headlines thing. That was definitely a huge deal. That was like I think was it game six. The Indians were up, and then all of a sudden in the sixth inning. The Cubs hit like two straight home. Oh my, what a great. And the, the, the one in game straight. seven where Rajay Davis tied it off Chapman in the bottom of the eighth. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Gosh. Extras, there was a rain delay in extra innings. And then who was it? Um, David, who, he's a manager now. He David Ross. It. Yeah, David Ross cut the last out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that was, that was incredible. So we're not giving them enough credit. Exactly. It's, there is the saying that all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. When you're, when all of your best publicity, all the stuff that's getting you the most attention is just purely scandals. I don't know if that's true. If I'm going to watch a game. So I think I was watching a game with somebody and they're like, why are you watching? First off, baseball is already, baseball is already thought of as a league. Everyone does steroids. Like literally. That's I think not I was true watching, anymore. I know it's not true, but I was watching with somebody and they were like, Oh yeah, but they're all they're all they're all doing roids, right? And I'm like, no. Well, that would be like saying in the NFL, yeah, they all beat their wives and shoot people, right? 
That would be unfair. <laughs> that is... That's unfair. A few people do that. It's unfair, though. It's pretty unfair to right. think about it like that. But at the same time, they sh- really shouldn't. <clears throat> I think the MLB doesn't, especially Rob Manfred, who does he proposed this whole thing, trying to trying to make the whole reality TV slash playoff or whatever, right? That was horrible, and I hate Rob Manfred's guts still. I don't understand why. I hate him. If we ha- if they had, first off, Aaron Judge is. I think everyone loves him here in New York, obviously, right? As a Yankees fan, you love him. If you're a real, if you watch baseball, you don't because he's never there. Um, I feel like we always say that, but he's he's really never there. Um, they don't even have that type of promotion. First off, it, when it comes to media, most baseball teams consolidate all their media. You're not even allowed to like uh, the Mets. You're not allowed to interview anybody from the Mets because all their all, everything's um, with WFAN, the local um, news station, right? But how many times a day, how many times a week do you think baseball is nationally televised? Um, Definitely not. You have the Monday night baseball. Um, Sunday, the Sunday night game of the week is absolutely a big one. Yes. And then the that Monday- on Fox. Uh, I, I don't know if you call MLB Network nationally televised, but. I don't call that because half, half the time I forget where it is. I know it's, the only thing I know about it is it's between the hockey network and the football network. That's oh, it. you're uh, you're nuts! <laughs> I watch that habitually, man. Uh, but they always only they're always either playing hot stove or something like like it's a lot of but times. That's interesting. Okay, all right, no, that's a only, different conversation. Okay, how about this? The only time I watch um, the MLB Network is when the nationally televised game is on, and I want to um, do the the whip around, you know, like because yeah. I think the f- the first time I ever watched MLB Network like fully was Matt Moore's near home um, no hitter um, the San Francisco Giants because that's one that's one of my teams that I like the San Francisco Giants against the uh, not it might have been the Dodgers um, where Matt Moore almost um, threw a no hitter and nobody yeah, this is Matt like a whole other episode worth of stuff right here exactly exactly <laughs> like how, but, how to I, I think a future one is definitely how to better promote baseball and basically just dunking on Rob Manford but yeah but let's get back to the thing. But back to the Hall of Fame. The last thing we need to talk about here is uh, Roger Clemens. Roger, yeah, Roger Clemens. Oh my God, Roger what Clemens is, is a doozy. What exactly? Like, if we're talking about all, like, because obviously it's a, he's a pitcher. Pitchers do not have um, good lifespans in the NFL. In the not NFL, MLB, right? Yeah, but this man played twenty four years. Oh my God, in the MLB. He won I mean, how many Cy Youngs? Is seven. He seven. won seven Cy Youngs. Seven times he had the ER the um the lowest ERA. Come he was on. he he got an all-star MVP. Wow, okay. I didn't know pitchers could get that. He did win MVP. Um and he won the triple crown. And first off, this man, the strikeouts this man has had. This man had 292 strikeouts in one year. But the thing yeah. is with with him, this man had what twenty four and four one year. This this is oh my goodness. He had a sixty five sixty six percent winning average. Oh, by um, the way, you want just as a side note, you want to know how good Garrett Cole is. Last year, Garrett Cole struck out three hundred and twenty six batters. That's amazing. That oh. yeah. <laughs> so, oh gosh, that's so amazing. We have yeah, him that now. Obviously, led baseball. So all right. Anyway, so Roger Clemens, man. Uh, yeah, 
this, I I don't know when he started using roids. It's hard to it's really hard to um to gauge because hard. he has like these peak years early in his career and then it's just like okay. And then and especially because he spent most of his time in Boston. Most of his um career in Boston, right? So Yeah, about half, yeah. When did he start cuz he has like gap years and then he just comes right back. So some of that had to do with in fact, he was so good that a few years his ERA was highly inflated because the guys he was pitching to were also on steroids, <laughs> and that would raise it. There were a couple years, like, uh, this is not on Clemens' stat sheet, but there were a couple years where the, pit, the lowest ERA in the league was like 350. That is terrible. That is terrible. That had to be like 2001. No way that wasn't bringing the Cy Young. But just to show you, like, the years that Clemens would lead the league with the ERA in the low twos or the high ones, that was highly abnormal. That wasn't happening. Like, your Cy Young winners in the years that he didn't win the Cy Young, their ERA was much higher. So, yeah, he was being benefited by steroids. I will admit I don't know the dates of when he did that. I I do think it is a bit murky. But the stats are incredible. I think it should be the same – well, with Bonds as it is for Clemens. Clemens had enough natural talent to get in on his own. He did a skeezy thing that he shouldn't have done. But at the same time, he was that good. And I th- okay, so this is my thing. So so I said this when it comes to, you know, I'm more about your your when your t- your take on the steroids is like it shouldn't happen because it increases your physical ability, right? I'm more the I'm the finesse guy, you know, like you still have to hit the ball, but when you're a pitcher, yes, you can throw the – okay, and let me – I'm going to sound dumb here. Again, I always say this. Yeah, you can throw the ball faster, but you still have to hit that strike zone. That is true. So – That's true. I, like, I think for a pitcher, steroids – first off, this man played – I'm really baffled by the fact that this man played 24 years. That's just how baseball works. <laughs> no, but a pitcher – Bro, yeah, pitcher? it happens sometimes. Like, the only Bartolo. person I can think of is Bartolo Colon. Yeah, that's the only person I can think of. I think he played over 20. But this man was this – okay, Bartolo Colon was nowhere near as good as – No, no, God, no. But this man didn't throw out his UCL or something? Yeah. Not well, like that. He was hitting, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so what, what I think what this comes down to is it's – again, it's a lot about the morality thing. And a lot of baseball fans have that. The Hall of Fame takes it to an extreme. They get very fickle over a lot of random things. They have all their own little, like, weird rules about whatever. But a lot of baseball fans think differently about ethical issues than football fans. Football, you have a lot of, I don't care what he did. If he's talented, play him. There's a lot of that. And a lot of fans agree with that. Coaches agree with that. Those guys end up playing. Baseball, they come down a lot harder on things, and a lot of things that even in other sports, not even like football, basketball, or hockey, they wouldn't look at in the same way. Regardless of whether or not Roger Clemens benefited from the steroids, he was doing something that was wrong intentionally in an effort to make himself better for a sustained period of time. And that alone represents a very large roadblock on his Hall of Fame case because he was doing something immoral for a long period of time. They don't care. And frankly, I don't care if he benefited from it. Again, I don't care if the Astros were better when they were sign stealing. I care the fact that they did it and they tried to get away with it. That's disgusting. 
It is a moral thing. When I'm watching a sport, I want to be sure that what I'm seeing on the screen is what is actually happening. There's nothing going on behind the scenes. There's no needle that was stuck in a guy's arm that's, you know, like enhancing his physicality. I, I don't want any of that. I am trying to watch a game that is played cleanly and the winner has no asterisk. Okay, so my question to you is, all right, so we're going to, I'm going to ask two questions. We're going to, let's talk about this first. Do you think steroids or the use of um, performance enhancing drugs is, has a worse impact on baseball more than any other sport? Because if I'm thinking of it, first off, I don't even care. In, in hockey, I don't care what doping they're doing. It, I don't understand how that's going to help or um, like, I don't, I, I don't really care what hockey's doing. In basketball, I would be, I'd be like mad about it. But again, you still have to shoot a ball, right? Performance enhancing drugs isn't going to do anything except maybe enhance your stamina, maybe, you know? Um, and it's, more purely, it's purely about athleticism in the NBA. The NFL, it's come out that they, um, performance enhancing drugs have been used. Peyton Manning was, you remember that whole HGH thing? Yeah, those, um, all, those, all those defensive players and that. Basically, yeah. benefit probably more than any other league from PEDs. Um, in terms of PEDs in the NBA, I think literally somebody got banned. I think it was John Collins. Um, of the Atlanta Hawks was banned for, for a couple games because he was using a diuretic, okay. which um, which was labeled a performance enhancing drug because I guess it helped him regulate his weight slash keep more nutrients in or whatnot. I don't I don't really understand. Okay. So what what are you what are you getting at? What's your question? Do you think that baseball, when it comes to steroids, is more it's more impactful and they take it more seriously than any other sport? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the suspensions they hand down alone are enough. Um, when A-Rod got hit with the steroids, they suspended him for a whole year and they had to be talked down from suspending him for a year and a half. They come down very, very harsh on that. I mean, think about that. Uh, A-Rod got suspended for 162 games. That is a whole season. Right. That is insane. And they were talking 200 or 250 before his lawyer talked him down. So, they come down hard. That, that is nothing to mess around with. They come down hard on things they sometimes shouldn't come down as hard as they do on. But then at the same time, that's why it's so confusing that they're trying to cover up the Astro sign ceiling. Maybe because they think that it's bad publicity for them if they admit it. It's already bad publicity, the fact that they did it, though. Right, but what if Manfred came out and admitted the Astro? He, he didn't confirm the Astros were cheating in 18 and 19, what if he confirmed, which we know, we know they did it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. The Astros cheated in 18 and 19. Altuve was wearing a wire in the ALCS. He got a buzz knowing what pitch was coming. If Manfred admitted that, you'd have to stitch the game back together. It's already hurt as it is. That would cause a structural problem within the game. People would not compete against the Astros. Players would not take the field. Okay, so this is also what I – so I have to explain this to um, somebody – which I feel like I'm explaining baseball to a lot of people now. But well, I mean, if they're watching, oh, I was say, if people are listening to this pod, they made it this far. They clearly <laughs> like baseball, right? Um, but so I think it was my twin brother. I was explaining him the science of the scandal, and he said, "But how is that wrong? How is that wrong? Because um, if the, it, it help, it does help. Like if you're, it's like watching film basically for um, for football or any other sport." And this is what I told him. The only advantage the pitchers have 
against because if it was if if they, if they didn't have your curveballs, your fastballs, your screwballs, your all that, your all those pitches, then you might as well just do do an underhand pitch to the batters, right? Yeah. This obviously the strike zone too. The strike zone actually works against the pitcher, so let me not even say that. So basically, knowing what pitch, um, knowing what pitch is coming, enhances your ability to hit it even even higher. This is why I always think, and that brings me to the second question: Is the science stealing scandal worse than steroids? I'm gonna have to say yes. I would say yes as well because first off, entire teams were involved in it. Yeah. And second off, that. I think that's worse for the fabric of the game. The fact that even the players don't know, it's not only is he on steroids or is he not, you know, does the guy have a camera focused on my hand looking at what I'm about to throw? Uh, that's enough to piss any pitcher off. And it did. And that's something where regardless of what the fans think, if the players are really deeply hurt by that, that hurts the sport more than anything. You got guys that don't trust what they see anymore. And they're the ones who are playing the sport on TV. And okay. And also this, it actually goes against my whole, my whole steroid argument is it's not that bad because you still have to hit the ball with the science link thing. You're going to hit the ball that you, it's going to help you hit the ball. You know, like it's not helping you hit the ball further. It's going to help you hit the ball period. You feel me? So yeah. yeah. And do you think, and all right. So I've, I've seen, I've gone to parts of the internet where I've seen that people say that the Yankees have, have been sign stealing probably, right? I don't believe it because That's an allegation. Um, I think the Red Sox did it. I do too. Um, only because, come on, it's Alex scores right there. It's not. I don't think Look, it's right. And just because the Red Sox did it doesn't mean the Yankees did it. They're not joined at the hip. Exactly. A lot of people and think like, they are. A lot of people. First off, the only person. The only person um, that's benefiting more from this is Yankees fans, um, like Loki. I would say so. I would benefit the most if the season just came back already. But honestly, because because if any, if the only two teams that I think that we had to go through and, and that stopped us from already, I think if we if they didn't weren't signing, we'd have a World Series. I, I, I mean, because you had the twenty seventeen. Lost to the Astros three one. Am I am I wrong? Three one? Three two? Four three. Four three. Oh wait, it was we in blew the, a three to two lead. It was the champ it was in the NLC ALC, ALC. ALCS, yeah. And then obviously against the Red Sox in the was it the divisional round? No. Twenty eighteen divisional they lost three to one. Twenty nineteen ALCS they lost four to two. I so, think all three to of both teams. and both teams all won three. the World Series. Yeah. Every time the, the, t- the team we lost to won the World Series. I don't think we would have won in 2018, but 2017 and 2019, I do think we would have at least made the World Series, yeah. 2017, where we were too young. It was that team. We weren't supposed to even be there. We were not supposed to be there at all. Anomaly, but, but we probably Again, I mean, the, the, the cheating is now might end up being for nothing if they don't even play this year, which is the worst part. I think they play. Especially I do, I do with, the, too. with the new I thing too. you're saying. Again, fans have never been. I've personally in baseball, and I'm not gonna not to knock on it, but like when it comes to fans, 
baseball has I've never gone to a baseball game just to watch baseball. I've gone to a baseball game to enjoy the experience. It's I think it's a whole experience going to a baseball game. But fans and baseball don't have the same effect. In fact, I would if if I'm a baseball player and I played like three seasons of baseball like when I was younger, but I low key I would like it if it was a quiet environment. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And the thing is, those guys are on board with the plan. Yeah, and the especially the new things that they're saying, the CDC backed it, I saw. Um, the quick test and stuff like that, that would that would work, work immensely. Yeah, the, the thing is, I'm seeing a lot of bleeding heart people getting all upset, saying, oh, well, what about their families? What about this? What about that? I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but we send people overseas to go fight terrorists. They don't see their families for years. You're asking somebody to sit in a dome and play baseball for a few months for the sake of the country. I don't think they get too upset about that. It's I don't think so. ridiculous. They don't see their families during the season anyway. These, these, oh, they're also getting paid millions of dollars to do so. Right. They're getting paid millions of dollars, so, and they will be providing entertainment to an entire country that is currently locked inside their own houses. I mean, I don't understand what the for it right what now. are the side effects of that. Those people are the healthiest people in the world, and even if they get it, they, it'll probably be good. And they're just as likely to get it in a dome as they are at their own house. Honestly, oh, yeah. again, all right, that is a different argument. I, but yeah. I mean, but yeah. when it comes to when it comes to this right now, and not to be for sports or whatnot, but I I need something. I yeah. really it's and baseball can is America's pastime. It's going to take that cake right back if it's. I I am willing to wager that baseball will come back first. I am also willing to wager that the players, when baseball comes back, will immediately start throwing at the Astros players. <laughs> So I was thinking about that too. Spring spring training was disastrous for the Astros. Just yep. terrible. I thought that this whole COVID um, suspension was a blessing in disguise for the Astros. It so won't be. I, I, th- I don't think it come, they come back as strong. That, um, when it, I think if baseball comes back, people are just going to be happy to be playing. They are, but at the same time, you got – the guys who are going to be throwing at them are still, they already have their minds made up. It's not wavering. Uh, they're not going to, I know the MLB is not going to take away their championship. They're not. Not this, not this commissioner, but I think the next one will. Rob Manfred's going to be here for the next 10 years. No, he won't. You don't think so? No. You, um, sports commissioners don't change that often. I, I know, but they've fired MLB commissioners before. Uh, Rob Manfred is controlled by the owners. If the owners lose faith in Rob Manfred, Rob Manfred's gone. The owners are never going to lose faith in Rob Manfred. Because oh, what if he starts screwing with their money? He's, I don't think he is. The players have lost faith in him. but the Yeah, owners but all it takes are a few disaffected owners. And I know for a fact, a few owners really don't like him, and they're the owners of big teams. So we'll see. Once you get a few on board that ship, I think Manfred's the cast off. But anyway, I think that's that's pretty much all. Yeah, this I think this is a great. This is really good. I've never. I don't think we've ever spoken about baseball this much, this long on the pod. No, we haven't. And I think we definitely have enough material for another one. You know, a hundred percent because the whole just so much thought. I think that we have to go through, and also, I want to talk about probably coming up in future episodes. We're definitely going to talk about some. Some of those playoff games, too, that I, I, I've really thoroughly enjoyed watching. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So this has been the Sticks of Sports Podcast, Quarantine Edition, Sans Logan, where our opinions are the only ones that matter. It was Noah.
It is Adam. Okay. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. It's Stick to Sports with Logan, Adam, and Noah.